This episode of The Blur Mob contains explicit language. While we want everyone to enjoy the show, sometimes we may say things that are not appropriate for all ages. So, in other words, mom, dad, granny, we cussing. Discretion is advised. King G. Grossite ENT. <laughs> Rock with it. Rock with it. Rock with it. Rock with it. Let me, let me pop my shit. Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me pop my shit. Hands up. But our last topic, we're doing another mob reflection. On February 21st, 2023, Avatar The Last Airbender celebrated its 18th anniversary. So we're going to be doing a mob reflection on Avatar The Last Airbender as well as Legend of Korra who is coming up on their, on their 11th anniversary on April 14th, 2023. So let's get into it. Let's start with initial uh, reactions versus how we feel about it now. Initial reactions of Avatar. I liked it. I enjoyed it. Um, did I sit down and watch every episode initially? No. It was it was too many other shows going on at that time. Um, really? I think, yeah. I, I really didn't watch it. Cartoon, like, I was cartoons not... were at, was at its peak. Like, I'm in the boat with Ralph. Yeah. Like, I didn't catch every episode. Like, cartoons were at its peak. Like, I was very much a Cartoon Network, and then, you know, throw a little bit of XD in there. Um, Ned's Declassified, you might as well throw that in there is what I was watching. Kim Possible, throw that in there. Like, I didn't have time to really watch Avatar like that. So, I caught the good episodes, yes, but... That's funny, because I enjoy OG Avatar The Last Airbender more than I do now. Only because back then I was watching it episodically. Like every week I was watching it with my older cousin. Mm-hmm. I still remember when I saw the Fire Lord Ozai versus Aang fight for the first time. I was in my um Nana's bedroom before she, you know, passed away. Rest in peace. Like I was watching Avatar every day because I only watched Cartoon Network and the few cartoons I was on Nickelodeon. I did not mm-hmm. like Disney back then. It, it was a good one though. And I mm-hmm. think and I agree with Ryan and I agree with Ralph. Like I didn't catch every episode of Avatar The Last Airbender because it was so much on TV. Going, it was so much on TV. Like if you did not have DVR or on demand, on demand, you listen. It was it was so many shows to keep up with. So I'm in the same boat as Ralph, but I'm also in the same boat as Ryan. Is like I have a greater appreciation for Avatar The Last Airbender now than as a child. Yeah. But and I and I think it's because of the themes of the show. Like, you understand the themes as well as the internal conflicts and the character developments right. of the characters seeing it a bit older. And I and I think that and for Avatar The Last Airbender, for, for me, it hits a lot for Legend of Korra. It's like, you can see, see yourself in some of these characters. You see some of your younger qualities in these characters. So you connect. For me... I connected a little bit more with these characters as an adult as I did watching it younger. Right. And I will agree with y'all. It it had a, a more of an impact when I went back and watched it on um uh, on Netflix. Um, I wanna say like a year or two ago. Mm-hmm. It had a deeper deeper impact on me than I did when I was younger. Like I, I really enjoyed sat down and watched every episode. Azula 
taking out Aang when he was trying to go on the Avatar. Hey, she number one for me. She no, because nobody. Let me Gro- let me say this. Growing because, up made me a, growing up made me appreciate her more because Shadi. But let, she, she makes sense. But let me say this though, because nobody wanted when every time Aang got into the Avatar state, it's like, oh, stand back. He's in the Avatar state. Azula said, let me show y'all something. <laughs> she said, like, she said, I don't care that you in the Avatar state. and At all. Instantly. Instantly. And that took her number one. But my thing is, is that as a child, when you look at Azula, you, like, you see her as a villain. You know, oh, why'd you mm-hmm. shoot down Aang? But as an adult, you, you, really, see you really see Azula. Yeah. And you really see that, yes, she's a terrible person, but that's some Look of that how some, she was raised right i was just about to say some of that is not her fault zuko is the outlier zuko being somewhat nicer and being redeemed is the outlier that's the surprise yeah it is yeah. and then you really get into like katara's survival guilt you get into ang's guilt about running away and then being trapped for 100 years you get into sokka trying to be the big brother you get into Toph you know, bound, like dealing with who her parents want her to be versus who she actually wants to be. You know, mm-hmm. even with Ty Lee and May, like you, all of these themes you get and you see Iroh a bit more, just not be, him being the comforting uncle. You see a man that's struggling with, um, like he doesn't want his nephew to turn out as his dad did or, you know, yeah. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot of different, different stories being told within within just this show. Mm-hmm. A lot of personalities being being brought and really just moved up to the forefront once you get older. Watching this show, honestly, yeah. like, um, Eddie, like watching it a second time as an adult, it was just like wow. Like you really, you really appreciate the storytelling, the character development. You know, as a kid, it's like airbending, firebending, earth, water. <laughs> but then you get down to it, and it's like these kids were going through it. It was yeah. a solid cartoon. Yeah. I think that's why I appreciated it so much when I was younger, because that was before I really, really, really got into anime. Mm-hmm. But it was one of the few cartoons that actually had a legitimate story and plot that continued past three episodes. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. And it, and it, we, I appreciated that. Honestly, when it got re big after being on Netflix, I was like, I didn't know all of y'all liked Avatar. Why didn't I have nobody to talk to about this when I was in elementary school watching Avatar? But my my whole thing is, <laughs> I I I feel like it just goes back. To, I feel like maybe everybody has the same reaction that we did now, because you know, like as when it was coming out was two thousand five. Like what we're in middle school, elementary school. I'm not gonna walk yeah. up to you in fifth grade and be like, Hey, you want to talk about Azula's trauma? <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm. I'm not now, doing now, that. Now we may. But talk, I would be we like, may, like, right? Like we nah, may talk nah. about how Azula shot Aang out the air, but like we're not gonna have like a whole like conversation and analysis yeah. of why Azula did that. Like, and I, I don't know. I just in. I don't know. I I like that it has lived this long though, where you can appreciate it in different parts. Now I'll definitely mm-hmm. get it that, give it that. Yeah. Now I talked about. I would I would believe would be my favorite part of Avatar, 
what what are y'all favorite? I got a couple. Like, what was what was the moment for you? I got a couple. Made it, like of OG or Legend of Core included. Of just OG, OG. Of OG. Right just OG right now. I got a couple. One when Azula stepped on the scene, like that first scene, just seeing Azula, I was like, oh yeah. Um, a Katara learning bloodbending that whole episode, plus the episode after that when she went against her morals and used it anyway. When she went on that mission with Zuko, mm-hmm. dope. Um, the final fight, you have to put the final fight in there with Ozai and Aang. Ozai, yeah. That that was nice. And um, anytime I hate that they kind of like left off this story. Well, not left off, but they didn't. It like faded out. Anytime Zuko dressed up as the Blue Spirit, that was dope. Because then they show, you know, a little bit more of, I'm not a little bit more, but it wasn't just all focus bending. Like, look what he out here doing with these two swords in this mask, like being like full ninja mode. Like, I feel like any scenes with him was dope too. Nice. When I was young, when I was younger, definitely the Fire Lord Ozai fight. Definitely that. And when Zuko and Aang trained with the dragons to um understand the truth of fire. That bending. was a good episode. But, yeah, that was that was a nice episode. But now that I'm older, honestly, I appreciate the beach scene with Azula, Zuko, Ty Lee, and Mai. Are they lemon squeeze? Because Yeah, because you got to see their dynamics and you pretty much learned that Azula's a lost cause. Mm-hmm. Like for them to like really relax, like there was a lot of deep undertones to that part, which I thoroughly appreciated. Also was it, am I get, don't let me get the earthbending kingdoms confused. Was it Bossing Say who had the underground folks who had the, yeah, the earthbending yeah. with the mask? Like the fact that the government was being ran from the background like that and then Azula came in and they took it over. I love that, um, arc. That whole, or, yeah. She was a four, Azula versus everybody. That's all of my favorite scenes is Azula versus everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like when I was younger, I don't think I had a favorite character to be honest. But when I got older, I messed with Azula and fi- and um Iroh. Iroh being that cool mentor. I'm trying to show you the right path of peace. Mm-hmm. As a kid, I was like, ah, oh, it's the old and sensei. It, we know what he is. And I love- But I, he wise. True. And I love Iroh so much because it wasn't the usual, I'm your mentor. Oh, you did a bad thing. I'm turning your back on you trope, like we always see. Mm-hmm. Iroh always- love Zuko he when Zuko started going down a wrong path it was like there's nothing else that I can teach you if you're gonna go down this path but you know once he got on the right track he was just like you know come here my boy my boy family first come here and it wasn't like you know prove it wasn't like a prove to me that you're a good person it wasn't a oh I'm about to punish you for the things that you've done he's like you know what you've seen fatherly love right you've seen what I've been trying to teach you, you know, right. come here, let's do the right thing. And, and it's, it shows that right there just show like that, that type of non-parent child relationship or even parent child relationship can exist because if you put it beside Ozai and Zuko or Ozai and Zula is completely different. Like they're showing you that just the position, like, this is healthy. This is not. Right. And and then taking into consideration, Iroh was a warmonger. Mm-hmm. He could have been Fire Lord. He was that guy. 
They call what and they call him the Dragon of the West. Like he yeah, had a exactly. whole tagline. <laughs> and he didn't create lightning. Was he? Did he technically create lightning bending, or was he just one of the main people who could teach it and share the information behind it? I don't know if he made it, but I, I think he was the main person to teach it. Yeah, because he yeah. had unlocked that. You know, you need so to he was one of the water bending. He was one of the coldest folks here. He lost his son, which, like, you know, hurt him and everything. Joined the White Lotus, uh, the not necessarily the Illuminati, but the saviors being the background to help everybody. Iroh was that guy. Yeah. Iroh was that guy. And it and it really just, and, and it makes you wonder, like, what if he was on the throne? You know, who would o- Ozai be? Who would Iroh be? Who would Azula be? What would the be? Fire Nation be? What would the Fire Nation be if Iroh was on the throne? If he hadn't lost his son and went through, like, that whole whatever process he had to go through to become the Iroh that we see in the cartoon, like, yeah, it makes you, it, it shows, it, once again, it shows you those two different paths, because here's Ozai sitting on the throne, ruling the kingdom, and here's Iroh, who could have had the throne, but lost it, and then this is the path that he decided to go down. Mm-hmm. I think Iroh would have been invincible. He kind of is. It's just he has a soft spot for his family. That's the part that we kind of mm-hmm. don't. Yeah. Iroh could have beat Ozai, which is the thing that we got to accept. Yeah. Ozai and Azula combined together, challenge. But him versus Ozai one-on-one, if he wanted to go hard, he, he could have dog walked his brother. I think Ozai is just so arrogant. Like, he's one of those characters where, like, I rule. And, and you see it in Azula more. But he's one of those I rule in fear. I'm up front. I'm, you know, front line. Like, you're going to feel this pressure. And, you know, having that arrogance, you know, that's where you take a L. This man passed down his crown and gave himself a new title. That's what I'm saying. He said, you are Fire Lord. I am the Phoenix King. Yours means nothing. nothing. I am the emperor of everything. I I, I ain't gonna lie. His outfit was cold, but I was like, my guy. I'll do it too, but come on now. And it just added, and just going back to Azula, it just added to her constant need to be accepted, to be seen. Because, you know, she worked she worked so hard and you know she gets this title as fire lord and now this title fire lord means nothing what's next phoenix king so what do i need to do to be the phoenix king and if the only example she has is ozai guess what (laughs) that's gonna be it like everything that she has done up to this point is about to be 10 times worse exactly and then the mother's love thing like let's not even get into the fact that like her mom looked at her like a monster, and then it's like it affected her. But she was like, "Well, but, f you, I'm a do me." Like, but that just got that goes back into more like trauma because the thing with her mom is that if you read the comic books, like she was only there because she was the daughter, she was the granddaughter of Roku. That mm-hmm. was the only reason she was there, and they were. It was, it's kind of like a um the Todoroki family thing. I got you so we yeah. can make the perfect firebenders. And, you know, Zuko, and he wasn't and off rip. Ozai wasn't fooling with Zuko. So, you know, let me take my baby and, you know, let him know that he's love. Azula has went under Ozai and, like, 
there's really and I I feel like she probably looked at it like there's nothing that I can do. Like right. now that Ozai Ozai has seen her and there's really nothing I can do. If Ozai would have treated them both the same, I think Azula would have been straight. They still would have been traumatized, but I think she would have had a better chance at at redemption. But because Ozai zoned in on her, that just put the start to everything. If Aang never got stuck in the water when trying to run away, you think he would have got hunted down and executed, or he would have stayed a good avatar? I I think he would have got hunted down because look at what they did when he wasn't there. They tore them air temples up. And with him being 12, him not, he, I would say this, depending on when they showed up, he probably would not have been able to handle them because he only knows air. Now, had they expedited, you know, like the Fire Nation is coming, you need to learn all of these other elements like right now. I still think it would have been a challenge, but I I think he probably just would have did what he did at the end of the series and just manned up and did it. I slick think he would have lost. <laughs> I slick think he would have lost. I I think it just would have depended on the on the support that he had. I think mm-hmm. Aang's Aang overcoming some of his challenges really had a lot to do with the support he had. Katara, Toph, Sokka, right. Zuko, and all of the people that were coming in to help him because he was the last Airbender. They hadn't have an Avatar in 112 years these people could have thought they would the avatar was dead like that whole avatar cycle stuff was done and did not know that this boy was trapped in ice they just thought that the fire nation came the avatar is gone we're screwed and for him Mm -hmm. to pop up i'm the avatar the last airbender you know the support that you get the cause that you get rallying behind you i feel like that really helped them a lot but i think and i think it, it would have probably had to been bigger if he didn't get end up in the ice. I really just think it had probably would have had to do with the people who was around him. I don't know who would have taught these men the, the other elements. He, you know what? Well, New thought. They, he could have been a been... G. He could have been a G because if everybody that he had teaching him the elements are already inbred with war, he could have been a G. Well, <laughs> Well, because you got to think about it this way. Back then, they were still used to having, they were used to having an avatar. Mm-hmm. So they would have already known, like each world, each nation would have already known, we got to train them. The Fire Nation's trying to start war. The White Lotus would have been and already had everything assigned and figured out. Mm-hmm. He would have, he probably would have had a quicker time learning it. I just don't know because he was so scary. Like you talked about the support he got. His support would have been there, but it would have been more of the support from, we're expecting this of you. Like you're, this okay. is your job. Yeah, you're the avatar. You We've had him. At- you got to do it because that's what you're supposed to do. And I think he would have quit. <laughs> I think he would have got. <laughs> I think. I don't think he would have quit. I think he would have did it. But I think like how how he develops after that may have been an issue. He may have been like, you know, not the heartwarming, lovable Aang that we know now. He could just be like, you know stone face 
I'm the avatar. You know, I show up and do what I need to do, and I get on down. Like, this is mm-hmm. how I was taught. This is how I was taught to cope with things. Like, my feelings don't matter. I'm the avatar, and this is my duty. Right. Yeah. And I agree with that 100%, because when Katara and them finally, we don't know what to do with this kid. You're the what? <laughs> <laughs> like, this is how I water bend, even though I'm still learning. <laughs> yeah. But... Let's move into Legend of Korra just so this episode doesn't go on a bit too long. Um, I like Legend of Korra. I just think it got the short end of the stick. And it's not the series' fault. It's really just Nickelodeon did not think that Legend of Korra was going to blow up like it did in the first season. So when they asked for more, they did not have time to plan all of it out. Like, Avatar The Last Airbender was fully planned out from front to back, perfectly crafted, which is why we had so much praise for Avatar. But then Legend of Korra just didn't get that same love. And I I still appreciate the series, but I definitely think it could have been way better than what it was had it had the same amount of time that Avatar The Last Airbender did in its creation. Despite Legend of Korra not despite it not giving it a fair shot it had the most fire enemies let's talk I about got, it yeah let's talk I about gotta, it <laughs> i gotta give it that i appreciated avatar the last ember in the most a little bit more than legend core by in many ways except legend of core had nazir's flying self they had kuvira they had that water bloodbender dude's brother uh, who was taking folks what's bending. the season one villain was like the the stuff that she had to go against was insane. That's what I'm saying. Legend of Korra, it wasn't given a fair shot, but they showed they butts with them villains. When it came to them villains, oh dude who was flying, who finally showed us what everybody thought about. Why don't Airbenders just pull the oxygen out? It really went into more mature Crazy. tones. Like Legend of Korra is like, like at the end of season one. Old dude basically commits suicide and kills his brother. Um, season you two. Leave that out when we video edit. You're not supposed to say that word. Self execute or something. What suicide? Yeah, <laughs> you're not supposed to say that on YouTube at least. Oh, that's fine. We'll get it. We'll catch yeah. it. We'll find it. And he killed himself and his brother. And <laughs> I can't say that neither. <laughs> <laughs> just keep going. We'll just keep going. Keep going. We I hit. can't say we that hit. neither. What can I say? Well, well, we're not monetized, so it don't matter. Keep going. Keep going. I was going to say, what can I say? That's what happened. <laughs> if they can show it in the You're cartoon, right. why I can't say it on YouTube? Keep going. Keep going. But like, keep I was going. about to say that I can't really remember. Season two is my least favorite, so I really don't remember too much from season two. But season three. That Korra versus let's everything leading up to that fight was beautiful. Like the whole Red Lotus, their whole like ideal, mm-hmm. and then everybody that they brought in to fight, and then just going back, and then huh, just going to oh, the fight. Oh, dude, lost his girl and learned how to fly. Like mm-hmm. all, all of. Them being broken out of prison was fire too. Like yep. all of that was just absolute. It was beautiful. And then Kuvira's season was like I like that um 
the thing that they touch on in the last season is that all of Korra's villains had good ideas. Like, she comes to accept that all of their initial ideas were solid ideas. Like, the stuff that you guys were being villainous about is solid. It's just the way mm-hmm. that you went about it. Conflicts yeah. other people's interests. Right. So you weren't wrong. You weren't 100% wrong. Mm-hmm. It was just how you went about solving that problem. Because Amon's idea made sense. Yes, that's his name, Amon. Amon. <laughs> he started taking away folks' power. And I was like, that's the wrong way. That's the wrong <laughs> way to do that. But... But in terms of making everybody equal so that benders can't have power over you, it makes... But does it, it make... I think... I, I feel... Let's just, but what I, would our... Listen. What would our government do if during that solstice where everybody thought we was going to get superpowers and all of us start walking around bend, bending? They're going to figure out how to get rid of it or utilize it for military use. One or the other. I feel you. Yeah. But his whole thing wasn't you know, let's militarize the benders, or let's, and and I feel them because even if you want to look at, like, the Republic, like, the council or whatever, they was all benders. So it was like, the government's benders, we're benders. Him being a bender was just, you know, his whole thing. The folks thing, in the underground were benders. Yeah. The folks it, doing bad stuff were benders. It was, listen, I, I feel him. He had a good point. It was just the execution. There was no point in being a normie. If you was a normie, your life sucked. Zahira had a good point. It was just the way that he went about it. You know, Kavira had a good point. Like, you know, Korra got handicapped. She went missing. Like, we have no Avatar. So we can't, you know, depend on Korra coming back and saving the day. We got to do something for ourselves. But it's just the way that she went about it. And she was trying to unite all the nations, which to a degree ain't a bad it's concept. It's not a bad, not a bad She thing. just tried to do it through force. If we want to go back to Ozai and the whole power complex, she tried to do it in mm-hmm. a way where, you know, this is rubbing off the wrong way. Like, you forcing me to take these boxes of food is weird. Because why are you doing that? Because <laughs> why are you doing that? But yeah. some of my... And Kuvert... Kuvira showed that metal benders got them hands. I was just about to say that. <laughs> My favorite scenes in LOK and Legend of Korra is definitely number one is Zaheer versus Korra. That's number one. Number two yeah. is Korra and Kuvira's second fight. When yeah. they fought in that mech giant, that was cold. And after that, any other time you saw Kuvira, when Kuvira was fighting all of Toph kids, all of Toph family, on that uh truck or whatever it was, when mm-hmm. Su Yin had take that metal plate, wrapped it around, and made it armor, I armor? was like, "Come oh, yeah. on, <laughs> they fighting, nice. they fighting real." Mm-hmm. Legend of Korra had some moments, had some good moments. It has. It had them moments. villains, bro. It had them, it had them villains, bro. <laughs> the biggest thing I appreciate. One, the villains. We already talked about that. So I will guess I'll say the second thing that I appreciate about Legend of Korra is Korra's journey. And for me watching Legend of Korra, I saw a lot of myself in Korra's journey because, like, you start out with her being, like, this 
confrontational, arrogant teenager. You know, I'm the avatar. You know, don't f with me. And but you see, you, you see her go along that journey and that fight against Zaheer humbled her so bad. I was like, that's the moment in everybody's life where you think like you're big shit. And the universe like sends you something and pulls you down to your lowest point. Like you thought your lowest point was having your bending taken away, baby. He just put you in a wheelchair. And she was over here in underground fight club. <laughs> like she, like he tore her up so bad that she had like she like was depressed. Like she was having a full identity crisis. Like she did not feel adequate enough to be the avatar. She was questioning herself. Like her she was opinion. questioning her own self. And I was just like, I feel you on that. Because I've had times in my life where I've been brought down so low that like I don't feel like I don't feel like myself. Or I don't mm-hmm. feel like that person that I was, you know. And you try so hard to get back to that person that you were so many years ago, but you can't. You have to move forward. So that episode in season four where she had to sit down with Zaheer and like push past all that trauma to come back as herself and i was like yeah you have to keep moving forward there is no moving back you can't go back to the core you was before you can't do the same things that you did before like if you're gonna if you're going to be the avatar you're going to have to be the avatar and see this through right like i don't know i I still got one question who the heck is Tom's baby dad? Ralph asks this every time we talk I'm about every time. I don't care. He asks this last Look, listen, <laughs> listen, listen, bro, listen, bro. Zuko proves they gonna show it in the movie. They gonna show it in the movie. They gonna have to. I mean, not Zuko. Um, Sokka proved that being a funny guy can get you the baddest shawties. Hey, I'm listen. just gonna assume that Sokka just broke, just hey, knocked them ankles loose. He got the jokes. Loose. He got he got the jokes. He not that cute girl, but he make me laugh. There we go. Like Sokka, Sokka got the baddest baddies in every season, bro. Come on now, Suki. Suki, uh, Suki, Come, Suki. The, the, Suki. That, that the was water Suki. princess. Come on, bro. the water princess was cute, but Suki, that's the box. Here's the present. Here's the bow. And, and then Ty Lee call him cute Ty Lee in thought, one episode. Ty Lee thought he was cute. Yeah. Come on now, listen. Sock, Sokka, Sokka, Sokka. What what the young kid say? He had Riz. Sokka had Riz. Oh, please. There he go. Taking another <laughs> word from social media and trying to make it his own. <laughs> I, I, I gave, hey. gave Nate credit. And they be saying R-I-V-Z. They tried, <laughs> they, tried to, they tried to recreate Sokka in Bolan for Legend of Korra, but Bolan didn't hit as hard as Sokka for me. Love Bolan, Bolan ain't have he didn't hit as hard as Sokka. He didn't have he, the juice, bro. He got um, what you call it? Opal. She's cute. She's straight. Yeah. <laughs> She's good. She's solid. Mm, but yeah, she ain't no Suki or no Tylee or Water she, Princess. Hey, <laughs> Suki, Suki, Suki is the goat. That prison scene where she ran up that wall and flipped through them rails. And got behind that warden and tied him up. I was like, look, they don't call yeah. her the Kiyoshi Warrior for nothing. <laughs> right. Exactly. Oh, man. But let's go ahead and shut this down because we are touching an hour and 50 minutes. 
Jesus. Yeah, we got carried away. We got, but, but got it's all in good fun. For banger. Hey, Sorry. it's all in good fun. It is all in good fun. So make sure if you're listening to this podcast, you've been taking some breaks, putting us on pause, uh, take going to the bathroom, eating a snack or something, and then coming back and listening to the rest of this episode. But this was some good conversation. Or if you was watching it on your phone, feel free to watch it while in the bathroom. Take your time. They do it. They do it now. Just wash your hands after. Wash your hands yeah. after. Don't please. put that bacteria on your phone. Wipe it down for Clorox wipes. Yeah, know? make sure yeah. you just take the proper procedures to clean your stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but once again, for the end of season three, I want to thank you both, Ryan and Ralph, for joining me on another episode of the Blurred Mob Podcast. I want to thank you all whether you're listening or watching, for tuning in, whether this is your first time or your 50th time listening, the watches and listens are already always appreciated. For everybody who is participating in the Cartoon Network tournament, spreading the word, interacting with us, coming to the lives, thank you. It is appreciated. I'm very excited for this tournament, and I can't wait um, till we get to the end. Um, and with that being said, go ahead and lead us out, Ralph. All right, and I would also like to thank all of our affiliates. Right, right stuff anime. Make sure you get your manga, Funko Pops, movies, etc. From there, make sure you get your top tier Funko Pops from Entertainment Earth, just like Ryan, so you can be like him and be like. Me. Don't want to be like me because only I want. We gonna get you up there. He right here. He right here. I got. I got Miles. Why you take? Uh, are you gonna take? You gonna take all of yours out the box? Yeah, so it, I got a plan, but okay. let, me, let me get back to rapping. Let me let me get back to wrapping it up. But yes, make sure you guys check out our affiliate links. Make sure you continue to support us, share us with your friends, your family members, and pretty much anybody that you be around. But make sure you guys follow us on our socials at Instagram at the Blurred Mob Pod. Make sure you guys follow us on Facebook, and TikTok at the Blurred Mob Podcast. Make sure you guys follow us on Twitter at the Blurred Mob. And with that being said. Out. Peace. Hands up. If you love them where you at, stand 10 toes down. Shot ain't no looking at. You can let them haters hate when they answer.